0: Welcome to an impromptu version of the Blue Jay Hunter podcast. I'm your host Ian Hunter. On Tuesday we learned of the untimely passing of a, a legend, Roy Halliday. Um, I, there are so many words to say, but they're also it leaves you speechless um, of what happened to him. And it's been about 36 hours now that we learned of his passing. And it doesn't,, um, for many, like me, it's it still hasn't still hasn't settled set in that he's gone. Um, but, you know, there have been some really good tributes over the last 24 hours from Roy Holidays. Former teammates, competitors, coaches, fans, everywhere. Just a complete outpouring of emotion and appreciation for one of the best pitchers of the last 20 years. And not just a pitcher, but an incredible father, a human, caring, kind human being. So, I guess this podcast will just be an appreciation of Roy Halliday. Um, because that's that's all we can do is just to appreciate and celebrate the man that he was And I hate that we have to use that term the past tense was holiday was this he was that because he's only 40 years old. I mean he was he had just recently retired. It was like he had finally you know become, the person that he always wanted to be. Finally got to focus on family and, you know, be a, a coach to his kids and do all the things he wanted to do. When he was playing, he wanted to fly and just kind of enjoy himself and be a dad. Finally got a chance to do that. Now he can't do that anymore. It's it's sad. I, I don't know how else to describe it. So... Um. Here we're all, I'm just gonna celebrate the man that he was, and I—I I mean, I can't—I can't talk enough about what Roy Halliday meant to the Toronto Blue Jays, and the, you know, Blue Jays fans have always had this really deep-rooted connection. With Roy Halladay, but the funny thing is, we really didn't know all that much about him. He was a very guarded player during his time in Toronto. He didn't really open up to the media very much. He was uh, seemed like a pretty quiet guy. He was all business when it came to baseball. You know, you saw him crack the odd smile here or there, but you know, very rarely would he show emotion on the field or, um, you know, I, I can't even think of like one fist pump or celebration that Roy Halliday did on the field. Um, you know, aside from his no hit, the day he threw his no hitter and the day he threw his perfect game for the Phillies. I can't, I honestly can't think of any, um, because that's just the guy he was. He just went out there and tried to pitch a complete game every single start he was out there and for the most part he he did that I mean he I I think he threw more complete games than anybody has in the last however long it was like it's just an incredible stat about a an incredible pitcher so I mean I guess I'll just kind of go back and appreciate the man the pitcher that he was for the toronto blue jays and he was you know the best thing about the blue jays for probably a good decade i mean this that team was not worth watching for a whole bunch of years i myself i kind of um i guess i fell back in love with baseball around 2000 2004 2005 um, right, right around when the Blue Jays kind of reloaded in that one off season, where they, where they signed A.J. Burnett, they got Troy Gloss, Lyle Overbay, they signed B.J. Ryan. Like that was their, that was their Marlins trade. That was their Dickie deal. They tried to surround Roy Holiday with the talent that he deserved. And, I mean, they that team came close, but they never. Roy Halliday as a Blue Jay never really even came within anywhere close to a playoff spot, which is incredibly fort- unfortunate. But Roy Halliday, you know, in spite of the talent that was around him, he still pitched like an ace, regardless. And the thing that I'll always remember about Roy Halliday and his time in Toronto is that. Roy Holiday starts were appointment viewing. If you knew that Roy Holiday was starting that night, you you settled in and you watched the man uh, the man work his magic, and he weaved a gem. And it was the way that Roy Holiday went about pitching it. It just it looked effortless, and his delivery, the just the way that he wound up and came and through to the mound every day I mean I feel like I appreciate it even more now but it was it was a thing of beauty you know though the way that Halliday he wasn't afraid to pitch to contact he wanted to keep his pitch ta- pitch count down he wanted to let his defenders do the work he wasn't afraid to pitch in the zone because he wanted to, I mean, he pitched like he had a concert to go to. He was, most Roy Halladay games were done in two hours, two hours, 20 minutes. You never see that these days. And he's throwing complete games. Uh, more than anybody. And that's so rare. Uh, not just at for that time, but rare today. Roy Holiday was really the only thing to watch about the Blue Jays. But when you did watch him weave his magic, it was it was incredible i mean what you were i mean i didn't realize it then but what i what i was witnessing was a a legend on the mound and for years i mean he kind of was hidden up here in toronto everyone surrounding the blue jays everyone in toronto everyone in canada knew that roy halliday was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball but he was kind of underrated because he just didn't get that attention south of the border. But um, later on, later in his career, it, everyone's eyes kind of opened up and they realized, well, where's this guy been hiding, you know, the last three, four years? Well, he's been up in Canada. He's been doing the exact same thing. It's just the fact that he was pitching on a, a much grander stage and every everyone in baseball finally took notice. I will... I will always appreciate how Roy Halliday took he took baseball seriously. Like he fans expect perfection from athletes. Uh, and when the athlete, when athletes do something or they make a mistake, fans are very quickly jump on them. And, but Roy Holiday demanded perfection from himself. And you saw that in the preparation that he took in during his starts, his exercises, his preparation, his his video, his scouting, it's everything. Like he, it seemed like he treated every single game as though it were game seven of the World Series. And I mean, fans appreciated it, but I don't know. If we appreciated it as much as we should have. And he had this. Roy Halladay had this like robotic like reputation. On the mound. The con- He was a consummate competitor. He didn't show very much emotion. But he was always. You know super intense. And the one thing. I always remember hearing was that. You know players were always afraid. To talk to Halladay. On the day of his starts, because he was so super intense, and you didn't want—I mean, if they talked to him, I—I—I I, I can't remember which player it was, but players would try to talk to him, and he wouldn't even respond to them. Mostly because you know, Halliday's in the zone; like he's—that's his game day. He is on a mission. He doesn't have time to socialize or do anything other than prepare for battle and go into battle. You know, some people might take that as a guy who's maybe being a little too serious, um, who's being a little too robotic, but that's that's just the way that Halliday was on the mound. And I love hearing these stories at, now uh, just about how we're seeing this other side of Roy Halliday, how we're finally starting to see the guy that he he was all along but we just never really heard about it all these cool stories about how A.J. Burnett you know mentor or or Halliday was a mentor to A.J. Burnett and how Halliday took all these young players under his wing and that after he threw his no hitter how he bought Rolexes for all the Phillies things like that it's just it goes to show you The quality of person that he was. Because not everybody does that. I mean, a a no-hitter is a, a... For the most part, it's a singular accomplishment. And baseball is an individual sport. I mean, there are teammates behind him fielding. But for the most part, Halliday's doing most of the work back there. And he thought to show his token of appreciation to his teammates by saying, we did this together. That's something that's incredibly rare. And um, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Uh, So, I mean, his time in Toronto was up and down. He he won uh, a couple of Cy Youngs. There was the one year where he was clearly on route to winning one and I remember mid-season he took a line drive off the off the shin I think it was Kevin Mench who hit it and that ended his season he otherwise he was cruising to another Cy Young um I mean Halliday gave everything he had to the Toronto Blue Jays organization he took a few undermarket deals to stick around in Toronto a little bit longer He waited out as long as he could for the Blue Jays. And they just, by the end of 2009, um, as there was one year left on his deal, they just, the Blue Jays couldn't, they couldn't surround him with the talent that he wanted. And at that point, Halliday gave everything he had to the team. So I don't, I don't blame him or the team for, for asking for a trade. And in, in most situations like that, when you have a player wanting out of the city it's as soon as that happens they that player gets villainized they're made to be public enemy number 1 that was not the case for Roy Halladay an extremely it was an extremely rare case where you almost want to see him go on to greener pastures because he deserved to play for a contender and that wasn't going to happen in Toronto, so it may as well have been somewhere else, like Philadelphia. And for the next few years, I think I can speak on behalf a lot of a lot of people, but I guess we kind of became closet Philadelphia Phillies fans. It was like watching, a, you know, an old friend from afar, watching them succeed and just. Or like sending a kid off to college and, and being so proud of them and understanding and realizing that they were they had this talent all along. They just needed to be surrounded with other players equally as talented or close to as almost almost as equally talented as as Holiday, and he was able to make a couple of postseason runs. Didn't quite get to the World Series, but had a much better chance in Philadelphia than he did in Toronto. And then, you know, he's in one year, one calendar year, he throws a perfect game, throws a no-hitter in the playoffs, wins a Cy Young Award, did everything other than win a World Series ring. Roy Holiday accomplished everything he could have, except for winning it all and he came close he came close but i don't think that tarnishes anything that he did throughout his entire career he's still going to be one of the greatest one of the greatest pitchers of the of this era of baseball but the, the thing that i think will stand out for me with roy halliday was when he, at the end of the 2013 season he, injuries took their toll, and he had to retire unexpectedly. But at the end of the 2013 season, I think it was December 9th, all of a sudden, we learned that Roy Halliday has come back to Toronto. He wanted to sign a, a symbolic one-day contract with the Blue Jays and retire as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays, which to to an onlooker seems kind of normal people do, players do that all the time with franchises that they spend many years with that they start with they always they seem to come back to where they started but when when Halliday left for Philadelphia I did I didn't feel like he needed to come back to Toronto he had he had done everything he could have in Toronto but he he came back. He he felt it was necessary and that he owed it to the organization that drafted, developed him and where he played most of his career to come back and retire with that same team. And it was I remember feeling honored because how rare is it where you see a guy grow, essentially grow up before your very eyes? move on to greener pastures and you know the second they get out of toronto the second they leave the blue jays they never come back it's almost as if you you know you're freed from your prison you've done your time and then all of a sudden you go off to a, a big market team like a new york or chicago or philly or los angeles but that was not the case with roy halliday he returned to the franchise and he retired as a blue jay i i can't i I can't even begin to like appreciate that but like from a fan perspective and just from somebody who has followed the blue jays for for a while is that he wanted to he felt it was necessary to say i want to be i always want to be a blue jay and this is my i i started with the blue jays and i want to end it with the blue jays even though he never won a championship in toronto even though the blue jays when holiday was with the blue jays he never went to the playoffs he still wanted to end his career he wanted to bookend it in toronto um I I don't the I don't know what else to say other than thank you. Um to Roy Holiday. And you know my heart aches for the Holiday family because he was um a husband uh to Brandy Holiday, he was he's a he was a father to his to his two sons and we saw through his Twitter feed how he was Coaching his kids, baseball team—like he was. Halliday was doing the quintessential dad things, like everything, everything you wanted to see from a forty-year-old dad. And, I mean, I'm not that far off myself. I'm, I'm turning thirty-four this year. So, it the, episodes like this really just remind you how delicate life is and it it reminds you it it really gives you stock of your own mortality and it uh, to be honest, kind of you know scares the shit out of you. However, in that same token, it's you feel like you owe it to to Roy and maybe somebody else that you should live life to its to its absolute fullest um, despite what happened to Roy I mean he was doing something that he loved and he we Blue Jays fans loved watching Roy Halladay work on the mount whether it was in a Blue Jays uniform or whether it was a, as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies it was it was an honor and a privilege to watch Roy Halliday work and to see him work his craft at the, at, during his peak of his career, there was nobody better in the game than Roy Halliday. And it's unfortunate that we're that we're having this discussion and we're talking about this now because normally you're reflecting back on the career of a player like Roy Halliday, when they're in up for induction for the Hall of Fame or or they suddenly retire but we're doing we're doing this exercise because of his passing only now are we looking back and saying holy crap like this guy was one of the best pitchers ever certainly one of the best of this era of baseball you know different people will choose to remember Roy Halliday in different ways. Uh, I mean, I will remember him as as the guy who worked with surgical like precision on the mound, who tried to throw a complete game every game, who tried to get everybody home in less than two hours. Um, I will remember him as the guy who didn't didn't take any shortcuts. He he worked as hard as he humanly could at his craft. He didn't take anything for granted. Because remember, he, in his second career start, he was one out away from a no-hitter. And that can be pretty... It comes pretty fast for a rookie. And then a few seasons later, he has the worst season of his career. He's sent down to the minor league, sent down to single A and the Blue Jays had to rebuild him. Mel Queen was instrumental in helping Roy Halliday get back to the major leagues. And then two years later, he wins a Cy Young Award. Like, that's a... I, I do, you can't... I mean, Hollywood movies are based upon that premise. And that happened to Halliday. He came back and he was even better. And, he won, and then he won another Cy Young and then he went on to throw a no-hitter in the playoffs and he threw a perfect game. Like you, you look back on the career arc of Roy Halladay, it was it wasn't it just it didn't start at the very bottom and slowly progress up. It was there was peaks and valleys along the way, but man those peaks in the middle were incredible and it was like I I didn't Maybe I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have back then, but I certainly do now. Like how he, how he worked, how he prepared, how he, how he played the game. It was, it was unlike anybody else. There will never be another Roy Holiday ever again. So, this is for you, Roy. We'll miss you.